pull up a bar stool. Man, man, man. Just in a few more minutes, I'm going to invite to the virtual pub returning guest, good friend of mine, Andrew Foxwell. We're going to talk about, you can always expect nerdy Facebook ad stuff with Andrew because he's a nerdy Facebook ads guy just like me. So we're going to be talking about multi-product Facebook ads, creative optimization, business manager, relevant scores, even some like uh, strategy stuff in terms of structure of your ad sets and campaigns and whatnot. So that's going to be good stuff. Now, one thing that's going to come up in conversation is the Power Hitters Club. You shouldn't be surprised. I talk about this all the time, uh, especially lately because I'm putting so much into it. I've relaunched it. It's awesome right now, and I want you to be a part of it. Um, so if you go to johnlimmer.com slash PHC, you can learn more about it there. But I have weekly blog posts that go out to that community. I've got a couple just went out within the last couple of weeks that would be really, really helpful to you. Got a weekly webinar only available to that group. Private Facebook group only available to those people. Got discounts only available to them. Eventually, only the referral program will be going to those folks, too. So now just for listening and, and humoring me here, I'm going to give you a discount if you sign up today because I'm tired of you putting it off. All right. So, again, go to johnlimmer.com slash PHC. Use, pr- use promo code PUB10. All right. So that can do one of two things. Save you $10 off the monthly uh, program or save you $100 off the annual. In either case, that's lifetime, my friend. All right, so really, really hope you join me there. Lots and lots of fun, man, it's killer. So many awesome people in that group that you'll get lots of help, not only from me, but from other people there too. Join me, all right, let's pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week, back again, my friend, my fellow Facebook ads nerd and Wisconsinite, Mr. Andrew Foxwell. How's it going, Andrew? Hey, it's going really well. Thanks, John. How you doing? doing good not not as well as you are though i know you're uh out in new orleans right now for a little uh mardi gras is that right that's right we're down here in new orleans and mardi gras and we uh gave some talks uh gave a talk actually at propeller which is a social innovation uh, entrepreneurship hub here last week and gave a talk in austin last week at the capital factory shout out to austin really fun good times a lot of people interested in facebook marketing and, uh, yeah, just celebrating Mardi Gras now, wearing beads and a flannel. So awesome. combining my two worlds, my friend. <laughs> awesome. So you're already drunk then, I guess, if you're out there for Mardi, Mardi Gras. Been hammered for 72 hours, <laughs> so I'm doing good. Awesome. So what are you drinking? Tell you what, I got a really nice NOLA Brewing Company Ooh. Blondale that I'm going to crack right now. Let's see if you can hear the sound effect here. <laughs> ah. Oh, well done. Well done. So it's a, a Blondale, you said? It is a NOLA Brewing Company Blondale. Okay. Yeah, so New Orleans Brewing Company, so enjoying that on this uh, wonderful Monday afternoon. I think that's the right way to go, to drink a local beer down there. Yeah, so, you know, I didn't really know what to go with today. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, you know, just kind of random crap in my fridge. 
And I said, I just wanted something smooth. I'm going with the standby of the Guinness. And I'm love Guinness. Yeah. And I'm joining it with some dark chocolate <laughs> dove hearts from Valentine's Day. So I'll be popping those. I'm perfect, really, with a Guinness, eating chocolate with a Guinness. So uh, I'm going to be enjoying my. So you have to do lots of talking so I can eat the chocolate and drink my beer, man. No problem. There's nothing better than a little chocolate and Guinness, especially around Valentine's Day. Guinness is one of my favorite beers of all time, especially in winter. Heck yeah. All right, let's enjoy this one. Cheers. Raise a glass, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so, you know, it's kind of think about what, what we could talk about today. There's always stuff happening in the Facebook ads world. And uh, so I kind of like was throwing back through, you know, you know, kind of my own feed of what I've been tweeting out and sharing and whatnot. But also, I mean, as we're recording this, this is Tuesday. Um, Tuesday the, what is it? <laughs> I don't even remember. It's Tuesday. Monday. Or Monday. Yeah, see, we normally record on Tuesday. You could have just said it's Tuesday. No one would have known the difference. My God. Jerk. It's Friday. <laughs> so it's Monday the 16th. And... um I actually, oh, the reason I thought it was Tuesday because I just published a blog post that I'm not going to promote until Tuesday. Anyway, never mind. I just, I'm digging myself a hole. But I, I published two posts now for Monday and Tuesday, which hasn't even happened yet, even though I've already published it. Uh, I published one for the PFC, excuse me, PHC uh, private Power Hitters Club private community, where I'm just doing uh, one once a week blog post for them. And that one is about multi product ads and, and, um, um, digging in to understand how what your actual website clicks were per link within the multiple product ads and your conversions, your actual conversions, depending on the product for multi product ads, because that's a confusion that arises from that that ad unit. And then what hasn't been you know kind of shared with the community, even though it has been published, is the public blog post I have now written. Uh, about multi-product ads and what you need to know about them and how to create them and power editor. Anyway, I'm out of breath just from trying to explain all that. But point being, uh, that that's one that I know we got to talk about. I've been, like all late last week, I was getting lots of people ask me, you know, have you written about multi-product product ads yet? I got to see that. And I was like, just hold off. I'm planning on it next Tuesday. Be ready. So uh, have you been experimenting with these yet? What do you think? I have, and I tell you what, I really, really like them. Um, you know, they're doing a lot of interesting things, and they serve a wonderful purpose for me for those people that are very far down the funnel. So whereas I'm trying to get many people interested in products of certain clients of mine or services from clients of mine at a top level to get them in the discovery phase, you know, you bring them to the site, you t- teach them about who that person is or what that company does. They're perfect in multi-product down the funnel of actually showing some of the best-selling products within each category and using that within a website custom audience retargeting. Um, so that's really where I've seen success out of it. I've been you know, putting small amounts of budget to different product lines for people and showing beautiful optimized photos of each of those products. And I tell you, they get really good sales. And they actually, I've been getting a decent amount of sales on the right-hand column from those as well, which I think is kind of cool. So people clicking on them, clicking through them. So I really like where that that ad unit is, and it allows us to show more, especially if we're going to pay more for the inventory uh, to see them or to show them. So, yeah, I like them a lot. I'm, I'm getting good results. 
Yeah, I mean, and first of all, for anyone who, who's not familiar with the, what these are, so it's a single ad unit, but you basically create a carousel of creative and links, right? So there's a, um, for example, by default, a multi-product ad would have three different images in it that are side by side. So from desktop newsfeed, you'll see two and you can scroll over to see the third. There's like this arrow to, to view the third. There's also kind of like a see more uh, for number four ad in there as well, or number four creative. So that's by default, three different links for three different products and three different images for those products. You click on any of those and it'll direct you to wherever you want to send them. And um, and again, that's by default. Now, within Power Editor, you can do up to five now. Um, initially, when this came out, it was it, that wasn't the case, so that's kind of cool. Now, I understand within the Ads API, you can actually do up to 10 different products or whatever you want there. Um, there's just a lot of benefit, kind of like what you're saying, you know, talking about further down the funnel and all this stuff. But there's so much you can do with it because I feel like now it just seems like the typical ad where you're promoting a product seems so so restrictive compared to this because it's like hey this is, i don't know who if you know who i am but this is an awesome product go buy this now and you're like trying to make this huge sales pitch and all this stuff well with a multi-product ad you can give them multiple steps to, you know depending on where they are in the funnel or whatever and what they're they may be comfortable with so kind of an example is um i'm promoting the power hitters club right now and I was kind of joking with you beforehand, like this is the smallest of sample sizes because I'm only targeting people who have expressed interest in Power Hitters Club before who aren't currently members. So basically I put out this email blast like a week or so ago. So that's an audience as well as anyone who's visited that landing page over the last I don't know how many days. So end of the day, I've reached a total of like 500 people with this ad, it's nothing. But the point being, and why this is great, is like, okay, you know, above it I like, you know, Powerheads Club, I know you're interested, you know, here, here's a quick discount for you just to get you in here. Um, and then I've got one one uh, link for the annual, one link for month to month, one link to, to take a tour of um, of the Powerheads Club, and the other one just f- to go to the landing page. So it's just, I just feel like there's so much freedom and flexibility to do what you want with it. It's pretty cool. I know. I totally agree. You know, one of the things I like about it is that for a while, you and I have talked about the fact that it might, um, Facebook, you know, may bring that buy button in and may, you know, make more of the transactions happen on Facebook. And I actually think this is probably one of the first kind of forays into that. Um, So, you know, having more of your, the possibility of your e-commerce store be actionable on Facebook. You know, a lot of what we've, we've done before is kind of this lead gen, drive you in, and then the website serves that purpose. And what this does is it really allows you to show off a catalog of your products right away. Right. And so I think it might be the first dipping your toe kind of in, in, into the water direction for that of Facebook, where they're showing that, hey, these work well. You can show off up to 10 or up to five of your products. And you know what? Um, People like them. You know, when you give users more interactions and more options, they do well. And these multi-product ads are interesting, I think, too, because they they must be an extension off of the scrolling ads that we've seen, where we all see multiple ads and then we scroll through them. Right. 
you know, and you see those obviously on your mobile device. That's what I'm talking about. And on the mobile device, I always wondered and thought, you know, people click on those, but do those really work? And, you know, just never really entirely sure about that. But they must have been good at driving actions and conversions, specifically for mobile apps, I'm thinking, because otherwise they wouldn't have rolled this out for offline products. So that's kind of where I'm thinking that Facebook's head is on this is, one, making it more into the Facebook platform, building it in the Buy Now button. And also then thinking, you know, by extension, that this must mean, okay, this is you know part of the, the thing that mobile ads work really well, and, and that scroll function is something we may see more of, especially when since demand and competition is increasing in the newsfeed every 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 time we log in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, like that that whole carousel of products. What that reminds me of, I think it's Amazon, but it's not just Amazon, but other places where it's like people who saw who bought this also interested in these things. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because, you know, typically you're kind of putting all your eggs into one basket for one product. It, it, maybe it's like an abandoned shopping cart or some reason why you think they'd be perfect for this one product, but that's dangerous. Cause it's like, well, maybe not that product. Maybe they want one of these others, you know, or something closely related. For example, like when I, you know, I'll talk to, uh, commerce, uh, sites where, you know, you can create website custom audiences, for example, based on the section of the site they visited. And then, yeah, you could write, create an ad featuring one product, which is what you would have done before, that was related to that section. But how much more powerful would it be to now you can highlight 10 of your most popular products from that section, knowing that they visited that section before? I just think I, right. there's and so I mean, many possibilities. And, that, and that's what I've been doing. And I tell you, you know, on a client that I was seeing about $20 cost per acquisition or CPAs, and they have a fairly expensive product with that specific model where I'm retargeting categorical things and showing the best selling products in each of those, excluding current customers via the uh, uh, custom audience function. Um, I'm seeing $5, $4, $3 CPAs. Yeah. So that's, that's how, you know, because it's so relevant, right? And it makes sense when you're showing people something that they're already interested in they're likely to, to kind of, oh, okay, then, you know, I like those. I, I do want to make a purchase of those. So it, it's that farther down the funnel piece. I actually really like what you've been doing on the content side, where it's not about the ads or the products, but it's about giving people options. And I think that's really, really interesting. You know, if you can take over space on the third most popular website in the United States, you can take over someone's entire mobile screen, and you can show them the possibility of up to three blog posts or five blog posts to read that are really helpful for them that sell different value propositions or provide value to your clients, you know, or to potential clients. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. that is really valuable. That's like, that's almost to the degree of an e-newsletter, right? I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. right in front of them. They have five things they can click on, you know, so just, it kind of mirrors what we were talking about too, where you were doing the experiment of bringing people through a funnel that way. This kind of does a similar thing like email. It gives them options and gives them different things to click on and, and, and links that can provide value. So it can be, you know, I'm, we're using it or I am at least farther down the funnel, but using it at the top level to get people familiar is also an interesting concept that I um, that I think I'm going to actually start to try another client account of mine. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. First of all, and I haven't paid real close attention to the CPM on this stuff, but it just seems to me we are getting um, multiple ads for the price of one. I mean, it's like, why would you create three separate ads for three separate products 
when you put them all in the same multi-product ad when it's not three times as much to reach them. And I just feel like it's just, it's a great deal. Now, kind of like what you're saying with, um, with content, yeah, I mean, I think we should always challenge, uh, you know, what, how something was intended and like, well, could this be great for something else? Because multi-product ads were made for products. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that, that that was the plan. And I don't, I don't know that Facebook had any intention of this being used to, to highlight content. But I just think it makes sense. So, yeah, the, the, the one that you're talking about there, the ad that I'm testing, um, and this is, again, I created this when there were only three that you could feature. Now I can do five. But I was featuring three of my most recent blog posts, um, three of my most popular posts from the last four, I guess. And I was like, hey, if you missed any of these posts, you know, go check them out. I'm using multi-ads to, to feature this. Well, yeah, now it's kind of like you can feature five. And once again, you, you know, depending on your site, for me, it wouldn't make as much sense. But if you blog a lot, if, you, if it's broken up into sections, then you could kind of cater the content that goes into those, depending on what section of the site they visited before. And I don't know, like early I was getting eight, nine, ten cents per website click when I normally get 15 to 20. So again, that's a matter of feeling like I was running, you know, I, I was getting the, the um, results for three ads for the price of one kind of thing, you know. And um, yeah, and I think yeah. I think they will increase the price as time goes on, right. as they normally do. You know, as things start to see success, I don't think the price will be significantly higher than what we see now in reference to, you know, desktop newsfeed or mobile newsfeed. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that it is, it is a fairly good bargain. I mean, if you, it's just, it's really interesting to pull back and think about a marketing mix, right? And the options that you have as a business or as a nonprofit or whatever uh, to get your word out there. And, you know, you can come up with printed marketing materials that have, you know, let's say it's a brochure or it's, you know, a piece of paper that people can flip over. I mean, this, this is the opportunity that you have to show this to, you know, a thousand people for a CPM of, I don't know, $12, $13, let's say. And it's, and it brings up the, your five most popular posts that you've written about or and you want to show off. I mean, that, that is unnatural in my opinion in reference to the amount of targeting you can do along with that too. So it's kind of fun to think about all of the options that you have content and the product side. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so much you can do. And it's what's actually, uh, there's a nice little, feature that they added to this recently to multi-product ads I think makes it even more compelling is the um, creative optimization option so so basically if, if you check this box um, and then you throw in three links five links and occasionally I guess ten even if, if you have that Facebook ads API and I assume even power editor will eventually allow ten I don't know um, then so if you check the box and have Facebook optimize, Facebook will order those links depending on what gets the best engagement. So, uh, for example, something I've noticed with my uh, Power Hitters Club multi-product ad that I'm running, I had started with the annual, because that's what I want, <laughs> as number one, but it's the monthly that's getting the most engagement, getting the conversions. So Facebook will move that to the number one slot which matters, especially on mobile. On desktop, you can see two of the ads and you have to scroll, scroll. you see partial of the third and you have to scroll to see the, the next one. On mobile, you can see only one full ad, partial of a second. 
So order really matters there. Um, but that kind of makes a dynamic too in that, you know, depending on the engagement on it, it, it can change. It can start looking different to people like, oh, I haven't seen this before, but maybe they have because it depends on, you know, they're featuring something different this time. So I, I find that really, so that, that kind of, I mean, Facebook's always been pretty good at auto-optimization. But this is the first time I've really seen something like this where, you know, with multi-product, they're, they're changing how your ad is structured based on the engagement to help you get the best performance. I think that's pretty amazing. I agree. I mean, I think your, your parallel to, um, you know, thinking about Amazon is huge. You know, you think about over the next six months where we'll probably see the, you know, really larger scale introduction of the, to, for those of us that are big agencies and stuff to, um, you know, using Axiom and the Facebook audience network and things like that to be able to launch ads. And think about, you know, multi-product ads throughout the web. You know, think about how powerful that could be using Facebook's targeting. Um, you know, what a, what a great user rich experience. So it's just, it's one of those things that it's good to learn how to do it now. It's good to be close to the ground in the power editor and figure it out and test it for yourself and ready yourself for what might be the next piece of it, which may be having that be throughout the web. No, absolutely. Um, and by the way, I just checked because I'm, I'm no longer running that uh, content multi-product ad. I'll, I'll start running again now that I just published a new post. But the one for my power is club, which again, very small sample size. And I, you know, I typically see when it's targeting a really small group of people like this one, it's going after 500 people. The uh, CPM's higher. CPM's on this is six dollars and ninety-seven cents. I don't think that's all that bad. So um, no, that's pretty good. Yeah. So so pretty. And, and actually, for this one, average cost per website click of eighteen cents on selling a product. That's pretty awesome. And, and again, very small sample size. I have sold on this, which make gives it a huge ROI. But uh, I am going to be watching that one closely. Um. So. I want to shift gears here a little bit. Uh, I've got a couple of chocolates left and a half a glass of Guinness. Um, business manager. So the talk, I believe that today's this is supposed to be the day. I haven't, I really haven't heard anything more on this though. Um, the, first of all, Facebook. I don't know. There's lots of rumors. I, have, I haven't heard this directly from Facebook. You probably have that people are being moved, um, whether they like it or not, to business manager. And I, don't know, I think I feel like people may need a refresher on what business manager is and what all this means. I mean, what do you got for us, man? Well, I mean, business manager is essentially a way for you to more easily manage your accounts. Um, you know, I have I haven't uh, begun to make the switch because I'm trying to hold out till the last moment mm-hmm. um, because I heard a lot of bugs and bad things about it. Um, but what I'm hearing now from a lot of people is that it has made their life a lot easier. Um, and the switchover really isn't that bad once you get it down. Um, so I'm planning to do a lot of migration to this um, actually later on today um, because I, I, I know that we need to. I haven't heard any deadline. I would assume that, um, you know, that will probably come this week, you know, so we need to definitely be aware of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, essentially uh, it helps you manage your ad and client, client accounts more efficiently um, and, and makes it so, you know, you can – kind of optimize in a much easier fashion, especially if you're an agency that manages, you know, more than, let's say, five accounts, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'd say especially, but I'd say really only for those people because that's that's what annoys me is, like, I haven't, I don't take on clients anymore. So I only have my one ad account that I still use. So 
using business manager for me just kind of complicates the process. It creates extra clicks that I didn't normally have to have to make. And uh, I don't know. So if they really have you heard anything? Are they really going to make make everyone use business manager? I have not heard that date that somebody said in the Power Hitters Club of this Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I have not heard that from anybody. Um, I have not heard from Facebook or anybody else about that. But, you know, I, I would assume they would do a little bit more education, at least yeah. a link within the Power Editor or within the Ads Manager or something that says, hey, we're going to be switching next week. Um, they did a lot of education around, you know, the ad set change and things like that that we saw last fall. Right. Um, so I would be surprised if... You know, but I'm trying to hedge my bets and, and trying to get it get it done because I don't want to be stuck. But, uh, but yeah, and I'm, I'm sure you and I will be talking about this or, you know, the Power Hitters Club. You know, if you're not a member, you should definitely join. You know, there's a lot of support there and a lot of awesome, uh, you know, kind of exchange of ideas and, and help. But, um, you know, I think there will be that shift and, and we'll, have to, we'll have to make it probably within the next couple of weeks, if not this week. So I have not heard anything official, though. Yeah, I mean, look. I think like with anything, uh, people always expect the worst. And I've heard weird rumors like, if you don't get switched over by the 16th, 17th, whatever it is, you're going to lose your ad account. And I'm like, why would Facebook risk all that money um, when there's been no education on this, no warning? Like if you, if, and if, if how would they expect anyone to even know this without, without educa- educating and informing anyone? So... I think the whole thing's been overblown, but um, the truth is, yeah, like you're saying, I mean, it is especially helpful for anyone who has a team of advertisers who they have an agency, they manage multiple accounts, and they, they want to um, add all those different pages that they're managing to Business Manager to make that easier. I think it also e- makes it easier for managing multiple um, uh, like WCA pixels and stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but anyways, it's one of those things that it's kind of funny that now that I don't manage a bunch of account, a bunch of accounts, I don't know quite as much as maybe I should. But um, it's something that we all need to start digging into, and I guess I probably need to write a blog post about it soon. But um, it's, uh, I mean, anything else that people need to know about as far as business manager goes? You know, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it yet. Like I said, I've been holding out, so I'm not the perfect expert to, to uh, figure this out. You know, there's a lot of good people in the Power Hitters Club that have made the switch to have a lot of answers. So, nothing big that I can think of right now. All right, good enough. Um, switching gears one more time here. So, you know, we were, we're talking about multi-product ads and like the cool um, creative optimization feature that they have there, and just the way Facebook optimizes in general. Now. A lot of Facebook's optimization has been kind of mysterious. Like, yeah, so Facebook's going to optimize to show us people who care most about about this product or who are most likely to click or most likely to like. Or um, And this ad is performing well because it, it gets really good engagement. But a lot, a lot of this is just like, for me, trying to explain it, like this might like uh, I'll like create this long list of things that that might be why your ad is or isn't performing, and it's always been very mysterious. Um, but now they just roll out or they're rolling out this feature called the relevant score. 
Um, I have it. You don't. So I, I don't know. I might be right. I asked the wrong person to make you jealous by even asking about it. But what can you tell us about that? Oh, well, I mean, as far as I know, the relevance score is, is an attempt by Facebook to basically score how relevant your ad is to the audience. Um, and it's, and I also understand that it has some degree to do with mm-hmm. the amount of impressions that you're able to show. They show a certain number of impressions and then if a certain number of people interact or click on it um, within a certain period of time, then you're able to, you know, then they give you a score saying, okay, this is a great ad or this is not a good ad. Um, you know, I think it's a reflection by Facebook to essentially try as much as they can to tell you when an ad is good and when an ad is bad. Um, and, you know, to try to give you some sort of, um, you know, indication of when something really works and when it doesn't. And I think, you know, I've seen ads dying faster. So, you know, dying means right. they, they're not as right. good, um, uh, you know, for as long as they used to be. And I think this is an attempt by Facebook to try to give you some of, some reason why or some of that justification. Right. No, I think it makes sense. So. I mean, you can certainly, when analyzing your results, be looking at, okay, you know, what's my cost per action right now? Um, what, what's the engagement rate, click-through rate? How has that been changing over time? You know, again, trying to kind of figure out why something is or isn't working. But this kind of simplifies it now. So what Facebook does is they give you a score from 1 to 10 in terms of how relevant it is, um, you know, based on any number of factors of, I guess, really engagement and um, how well it's doing right now. And um, so I think that can help a lot. Oh yeah, the other thing is like understanding which ad Facebook may be favoring over another one. You know, when, when they split test, when you split test, you're like, why is Facebook only showing this one and not that one? Well, relevant score for that one's two and the relevant score for that one's nine. So, so now it suddenly makes a little bit more sense. Um, now, so, and I think that will also help us in the future when determining, okay, should I roll with just this one ad? So, like, actually helping us optimize it. Facebook has their own optimization in there. But um, if we're, if we're going to start dedicating more money to one ad that works the best, maybe you want to go with the ad that's got the highest relevance score. And kind of like we are talking about with ads dying, I assume this is dynamic. I, it would make sense that it is. Um, maybe your, your ad started out with a 10 relevant score and now it's a five. So that should give you an idea of it may be time to freshen this thing up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I was talking to somebody at a really big agency a couple of weeks ago and they put one ad in every ad set. And that's, the, um, that's one of their methods of optimization. They only put one ad in every ad set because of you know, this quickness of kind of when Facebook chooses that something's effective. That's a lot of work for those of us that don't have a big production staff to build that out. But it is interesting and it kind of is reflective of what we're saying there, which is, you know, how do you determine when something really works and how do you know and what, what goes into it? So we've known for a long time that it has to do with that impression click or, you know, impression objective ratio. So, you know, they show a thousand impressions and then how many ever, um, actions or whatever happened that you've set at the campaign level um, as an objective happen within that period of time, that's what they determine as effective. So I think it's, it's, they're trying to get more out of that black box for us to understand um, of, hey, this, is, this ad worked because of this, and you're at, you're, your audience really liked this. Um, you know, as is any 
advertising platform matures, you're always going to have people that are trying to take advantage. Right. And uh, I think this is kind of, you know, an answer to, to that and an answer to try to give us more of an option for those of us that really care of saying this works and this is why. And, and I'm actually really happy about it. Yeah, you actually brought up an interesting, and this, this wasn't entirely on topic, but I want to kind of talk about it. Um, because we hear a lot from people who are like, you know, what's the best strategy for this and that? And and truth is, it's really whatever works. But I'm always curious about, you know, who chooses to do ad sets with just one ad in them and who creates ad sets with five or ten of them. I mean, this is this is how I approach it. And you tell me, tell me what you think. But in general, I trust Facebook's optimization, first of all. So I'm not one of those people who's pissed off at Facebook if I create an ad set, put three ads in it, and Facebook never runs one of them. I'm like, hey, man, they found something that worked and they rolled with it. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is, it's funny the people who do each of those things, like the one ad set with one ad and then the one ad set with 10 ads. Because it, it's often, in my mind, opposite of what it should be. So you're talking about an agency, I think, that was rolling with one ad set, one ad. To me, that's like creating extra work for yourself that may not be necessary. Because they probably have big budgets and they're forcing Facebook to show ads that way at up to a certain budget, whereas Facebook, not, they're not trusting Facebook's optimization. And I feel like they may be throwing money away. Whereas on the flip side, you got, I often hear from people who are like, They've got a $50 a day budget and they're creating these ad sets with all these variations of ads and stuff. I'm like, don't even bother. You're, I mean, even if Facebook was to show every single one of those ads, you're watering down the results so much they don't mean anything. So like those are the people who should only be doing putting one ad per ad set. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I, I, it's interesting. You know, I think one of the, one of the things to mention here is that um, a topic that uh, a professor in college always brought up to me um, and a phrase that she used uh, was, don't be a simple problem complicator, be a complicated problem simplifier. Um, and that's, and, and I've, I've talked about this before with many of my clients where they have a small budget and they're, they say they'll try to run, you know, a lot of ads and they try to do a lot of different things. Well, you know, don't overcomplicate it. You know, don't make sure that your testing is going to help things make sense for you. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. You know, and the other thing, I completely agree. You know, my strategy is running, you know, regardless of budget, I love to run three to five ads per ad set when we get started on things because I like to know um, what's going to work. And then what I do is I actually copy that ad set to all different places and split it out. Because then I can know, okay, this one worked well on the right-hand column. This one worked well on, you know, the main desktop newsfeed. And to me, that's really, really valuable information. And then I'm not doing, you know, I'm not overly working myself, and I am still getting a lot of testing and things like that. You just caught me mid-drink. Sorry. Uh, you know, that, those are all... Oh, no problem. Please keep drinking. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think, I mean, what the, my, yeah. my final point, I guess, yeah. is, is, you know, really that... Uh, there is a certain point of which it can be overly complicated. Yeah. Another concept that I was talking to a client about this last week that's really relevant to this really briefly is, uh, is look, if your ad 
is let's say your CPA that you're going for is $20 or let's say it's $10 and let's say, let's say it's 20 and let's say your ad set budget is 10. Yeah. Well, that's not really going to be helpful because it's going to take you then two days to see a possibly up to two days to see a conversion. Right. Right. So if you can consolidate and make the cost of the ad set or the daily budget on the ad set equal to your CPA mm-hmm. so that you could see at least one conversion a day. Right. And this is an interesting concept that I, you know, not a lot of people think about, but it's one of those where you're trying, you know, you many times you try to split hairs because you can Absolutely. and the power editor makes it so easy, you know, but you maybe you don't need to. No, absolutely. I, I, I've had these similar conversations with people in my one-on-ones quite a, quite often where I think they're, they're t- taken aback and surprised by my response when the, they're doing things that are are so um, that, so complicated and they're trying to be so precise and they think it's something that I should be impressed by. In a way, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. But on the other hand, I'm like, are you learning anything from that though? Because you're, 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 breaking it down so much and getting as a result your results are all small sample size so it's tough to learn anything so yeah i'm I'm often in the same camp of you know consolidate especially like in that example you gave i i get that all the time they're like you know they've got this product where it's going to cost twenty dollars to get a sale and they've got a ten uh, $10 daily budget and then they split it up into multiple ad sets and all this stuff or multiple ads or whatever. And like, you're not going to learn anything about that for days, if not weeks. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a waste of time. Now, we're, we actually, speaking of waste of time, we didn't waste any, but holy cow, how is it already like 35 minutes in this thing? But uh, so we, we are out of time here. But thanks, man. Thanks for joining me and having a beer. Take, taking some time out of your drunkenness in, in New Orleans, Andrew. Hey, you bet. Of course. I'm always happy to be a guest on the podcast. Yeah. And like always, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me at uh, foxwelldigital.com and uh, at Andrew Foxwell on Twitter or facebook.com backslash foxwelldigital. So three different options. Or you can also just email me at doofus at... No, I'm just kidding. Nice. Nice. Well, I've actually just asked the bartender for a tab. I'll take care of you this time, but you cheapskate. You're going to get me next time, though. All right. That sounds good. No problem. All right, man. Well, thanks again, and get back to, to downing beers and, and grabbing some beads or whatever you got to do down there. I appreciate it, man, and uh, happy Mardi Gras. <laughs> Thanks, man. Back at you. All right. That was awesome. Thank you so much to Andrew Foxwell, my friend, for joining me at the Virtual Pub. Yeah, and again, I hope you join me in the PHC, baby. It's good stuff. You already know how to get there. If not, just rewind the beginning. But uh, as I always like to remind you, if you're on iTunes, you're on your iPhone, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. If you're on Stitcher, wherever you're at, I want to make sure that uh, we stay in touch. All right? Thanks again for joining me. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.